Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Perridge, and I'll be your host. Colleges and universities across our country continue to navigate COVID, either in class or virtual. Uh, community colleges, Baptist student ministries remain flexible in ministering to their students. We have with us today Gracie Johnston, and uh, Gracie is the associate director at the BCM in Cleveland Community College in Cleveland, and also Lee University. Gracie, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Well, Gracie, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Like Kevin said, my name's Grace. I live in Cleveland, Tennessee. I am the sister of two younger brothers, and I have two wonderful parents. I love college ministry. I love coffee. And, you know, <laughs> it's not, not a ton to say. Well, and I read a little bit about you. I don't know where it was. I think it must have been on the uh, Cleveland website. It says you love coffee. Uh-huh. You love walks. And you like taking pictures. It's probably taking pictures, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking pictures of coffee or on my walks, yes. <laughs> so, actually, you're here at Carson Springs for a little couple of days to get away, and it snowed, six oh, inches yes. of snow, and I noticed some tracks outside. I'm assuming you went and took some pictures. <laughs> I did, I did. I um, was not adequately dressed for snow. I was out there in my vans, but I was determined because we don't get like that much or at least not that beautiful snow in Chattanooga or in Cleveland so yes I definitely went around and took some pictures (laughs) Um, it was beautiful it was really beautiful yeah well now tell us a little bit about your journey Uh, I've read a little bit I want to hear more about uh, where you came how how God led you to working with Mm -hmm. students uh, college students okay well I made the decision to go to Lee in 2013 and it wasn't exactly where I wanted to be, but once I felt like the Lord had given me peace about being there, the next four years were some of the greatest years uh, I've ever had. Yeah. It was during that time that I got involved in the BCM at Lee in Cleveland and got to serve under a great director, Stephen Johnston, and made some of the greatest friends I've ever made. And it came time for me to graduate and I had no idea what I was doing. I <laughs> I really loved my major, but I wasn't committed to working in my major, as is, you know, the case for so many people. Um, if you're listening and you're discouraged right now, don't be discouraged. That is okay. <laughs> but I knew that I knew that the Lord had given me a heart for BCM and that He had He had given me a heart to serve um him in some capacity. I had served in my church previously and mm. in other roles in ministry. And I just sat with the Lord and just asked if, if this is something that I can do, if I can, if BCM can be a job, will you please open a door for me to do that? Mm. And he did, he did. And, um, he introduced me to this great man named Steve Roper who worked at UT Chattanooga's BCM. And after I graduated, I went straight to work there in May of 2017. And I was there for almost four years and it, it, it was really a beautiful time of growth and refinement and just searching to discover where the Lord wanted me to be in ministry or just in life. 
Um, I needed him to tell me if ministry wasn't where I needed to be. He needed to make that really clear mm-hmm. because my heart just kept being moved for it. And then a position opened in Cleveland to go back to where I was as a student. And God, again, opened the doors and really paved the way and used a lot of wonderful people. And I started back at the same university I was at as the associate director in March of the of 2021. Hmm. So I haven't been there for very long, but it really has been a beautiful journey. Like I know I, I'm where the Lord has me to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially, uh, during, uh, 2021, I mean, basically you're still, we were still in the middle of COVID mm-hmm. uh, or thinking we were coming out of it. Yeah. And so uh, that, that made it very challenging. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here you, uh, a community college that you're very familiar with, and how the students work, and you've been thrown in something very different. Yeah. So what kind of challenges did you face? Well, first, coming in March was a weird transition because it's in the middle of a semester, Mm -hmm. and also coming in still, you know, we've we've had so many glimmers of hope during COVID, and then it just seems to always just be um, a disappointment (laughs) (laughs) Um, because obviously, you know, we're in January 2022, and we're still battling with it as well. Um, So in March, we were still under a lot of restrictions to keep our students safe and to make ministry as caring as possible as we could for these students. And it was really, it was difficult um, because students don't think about it the same way, I guess. And just trying to reach students as best we could and as safely as we could um, as a new campus minister was, was really difficult. But I had a great uh, campus missionary who was working with me, and together we we just persevered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this: that Lee University and uh, Cleveland are, since they're so close together, mm-hmm. how do you divide your time up? I mean, you got yeah. you got. We were just talking about the amount of students. So you're talking about Lee, it's about six thousand students. You're talking about Cleveland, about three thousand students, with a distance apart. Do you have a building? Is there a building at both locations? No, there's only a building right across the street from Cleveland State, but the schools are only like a few miles apart. So what's that like? I mean, I would feel like you feel a little torn because you got two different groups mm-hmm. going on at the same time. Yeah, it's funny. When I was a student, I didn't think anything of it. I yeah. thought I thought it was great. Like I realized that it was kind of different, but not until I started working for BCM did I realize that the structure and just atmosphere of our BCM is just different because mm-hmm. we aren't in the middle of a university campus and both of our schools can't walk to get to us. Cleveland State can. They can walk right across the street, um, which is great. But as a student, I really loved having to leave Lee's campus um, because we, we so often talk about the Lee bubble and that it was really easy to stay in it mm-hmm. all the time, especially if you lived on campus. But that was one of the really great things as a student was finding the BCM so that I could have somewhere to get away and also have a great godly community. So now as a as the associate director there, I love that I was a student there because I kind of understood the dynamics going in. And that is kind of tricky to be able to figure out how to divide time so that we are being intentional with both schools. Mm-hmm. And this semester, or the in the fall semester, it was kind of our goal to try to be on each campus at least once a week. And we did that through a coffee ministry. Um, so 
that is one of the things I have to keep reminding myself in ministries that we can't expect students just to walk through our doors. We can't sure. just expect them to come to us without us meeting them where they are. Right. So once a week, we, we would. We would go to them and we would give them coffee and Pop-Tarts and we wouldn't be there to give them you know, a spiel about BCM unless they really wanted to know. We we were just there to get to know them. And it was it was really, really sweet. Um, especially during COVID when that was one of the first things that we could do in terms of handing out food and just being again, being as safe and cautious as possible. But that opportunity opened up doors for us to meet students and we saw several of the students come to our worship nights and just to hang out at the BCM because of those coffee times, which is really great. Yeah. So now, do you have at both at Lee and uh, Cleveland, do you have like Wednesday worship or Bible study? Mm-hmm. At, do you have the same time? Yeah, we have. It's all together on Monday nights. Oh, so everybody's together. Everyone's together. Okay. Yeah. Which again, I really, I really do love because, you know, we have a, a two-year community college and a four-year Christian university and sometimes the Cleveland State students end up going to Lee after they finish their two years. But in the meantime, we are all together and all the activities that we do, all the worship, all the mission trips, everything, all the students are interacting together. We don't yeah. have separate times for them. Yeah. Well, tell me about the challenges that you, you, you have faced. And we talked about a few things, but I mean, what was it like? I mean, you, you were, had opportunity to to do coffee, which is your thing, which you know, fit perfectly. Uh, but I mean, with, with not having students on campus necessarily mm-hmm. doing virtual, I mean, how, how did you, yeah. in a community college setting, uh, that would make it very difficult, would it? Yes. Um, thankfully, this semester, students have been more on campus than in the spring. A lot of students chose to do classes online, which meant that we didn't really have an opportunity to see them, which again, I'm glad that precautions were made like online school was even available. That's awesome. Yeah. But it does definitely diminish the community aspect of college, no matter where you are. Right. So challenges. Yeah. In the beginning, 2021, when I was still at UTC, we started off online for the first couple of weeks of school. And I think that's always kind of loomed over our heads that at any point, you know, any school can make the decision, hey, for the benefit of our students, we're going to go back online for X amount of days or weeks, which we just have to be ready to pivot at any moment to continue to do things, whether that's on Zoom or just keeping up with each other over GroupMe or figuring out some way virtually that we can stay connected. Um, That always has to be in the back of our minds because it could happen. But in general, like it changed how we were able to do our worship nights in in the spring, we didn't have a normal worship night. We didn't have music. It was more just like a small Bible study, and we had to socially distance, you know, keep our masks on and make sure that we didn't overcrowd the room, you know, make sure that we can hear each other where we're all wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And um, it posed a few challenges there. Um, but we also weren't able to do our weekly lunch, which has in the past always been one of our biggest outreach to to students and staff, particularly at Cleveland State, but both schools, which is something that we're hoping, we're really hoping in the spring this year that we will be able to bring those back because we we didn't do those in the fall either. Thankfully, in the fall, both universities, their protocols began to change just a little bit, which it just allowed us to have a worship night on Mondays, which was a little bit more normal. Um, Students felt a little bit more comfortable to be in the building and with each other and playing games. So that 
I've noticed a great difference between spring semester and fall semester, which in our community isn't super large or, you know, booming, but it definitely has blossomed over this past semester. I just think the Lord's been really good. Yeah. What was the uh, climate like, especially for Lee, since it's a Christian school? What were, what were the feelings of the students that you interacted with during COVID? Were they were they fearful? Were they just kind of nonchalant about mm-hmm. things? Were they just did they just really didn't talk about maybe what they were dealing with or how were they feeling during that time? That really, I mean, just really depends on the student. I knew several students that were pretty nervous mm-hmm. about COVID. I think the ones that were on my mind the most were the ones that lived with their parents. So whether that's Lee or Cleveland State. So anytime we had interactions and I got nervous about COVID, Mm -hmm. it usually was because I knew that there were students that might be taking it home to their parents or to their grandparents or to their siblings. It's one thing to be confined in your dorm room with another young person, which again, I don't, I don't want anyone to get COVID ever, but I think a lot of students that lived at home were also pretty cautious mm-hmm. about them spreading it to their family as well. In the spring, we didn't we didn't see a ton of students, and I think a lot of that was because it was either it was a polarization of hey, I, I don't feel comfortable coming anywhere because I'm trying to be cautious, and the other extremity is you know I don't necessarily have to wear where <laughs> in Cleveland you don't necessarily have to wear your mask to the grocery store or to church or anywhere else. So I don't really want to come spend my time if I have to wear a mask and stay socially distanced if I don't have to do that anywhere else. Um, So we had two kind of extremes there. Well, I know that uh, it seemed to be that uh, the Chattanooga area, they took a little bit more precautions Mm -hmm. than some of the other areas in our state that that just, just by people I interact with that live in Chattanooga. And so I was kind of wondering if that kind of overflowed into the universities mm-hmm. as well. So the the challenges, what about the challenges that you personally faced? I mean, you came in, and, and I guess the neat thing about this is you coming in during COVID, it wasn't like you came in and began to do the things that has always been done before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So was there some things that, I mean, was coffee was that something that was already integrated in in how they did things before? Or is that something that you just kind of said, well, this this is kind of working right now? Mm-hmm. I know we had done coffee at UTC before when I was a student, or when I, sorry, when I worked there. And at Lee, when I was on leadership, we, we did it like sporadically throughout the semester, but never at Lee, we never did that regularly. And so that was I knew that my campus missionary and I needed to be in front of students somehow. We needed to be able to connect with students somehow in a consistent way. Mm-hmm. And so that coffee on campus wasn't an original idea to me. But like you said, I do really love coffee and yeah. students really love coffee. Yeah, so yeah. it seemed like a doable way to meet them where they were in a regular regular happening. So, Have you found, uh, especially during your time there through COVID, that there were more students asking questions that are that were made were lost that didn't know mm-hmm. Christ that maybe sought you out or some of the students out as just asking questions. I think I've noticed that more in the fall semester. We've had a couple students that 
it really amazes me at just their openness to start up a conversation about faith and religion just in the middle of our great room. You know, not necessarily come in to seek us out personally, but just wanting to talk to somebody about it. And every once in a while, they will like come and seek me or my campus mission out personally. But most of the like the one the instances that I can remember were just a student saying, "Hey, what about this?" Just sitting with his friends and just talking to me or my my staff member. So those have been really cool to just see, okay, they're not afraid. They just want a conversation. They want to be they want to be heard and they want honesty. You know, they don't want a pre written response given back to them. They just they just are curious, um and obviously aren't embarrassed to ask, which I really, really respect and appreciate. So Yeah. Um there's been one student in particular who We've been talking to this semester just about Jesus and what the Bible is and just what it means to have a walk with Christ. And um, I think that that's one of the main things that reminds me that that BCM or me being here, like it just reminds me that the Lord has a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if there are really difficult days or there are days then we don't feel very productive or we just have gone the long haul. And then there's one instance where a student asks you about the Bible or asks you about faith. And it's like, okay, this is this is why we're doing this. Right. And it really has been really sweet th- this past semester just to have those simple, sometimes short conversations has been really, really sweet. Well, tell me about uh, some, and, and, and maybe that's part of that you're sharing, uh, some victories there. Mm-hmm some some uh, students who are interested in talking about their spiritual life. Mm-hmm. But what, what are some, is there some other victories that you've seen the last couple of years that maybe one or two might stand out that you see that, that, the, that the students were really struggling with uh, or an open door that you've had that you hadn't had before? Well, I mean, anytime that a student, like you can see the light bulb go off in a student's sure. head about, whether it's, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, or whether it's, oh, that makes sense that the Old Testament passage is alluding to this New Testament passage, or vice versa. You know, something like something clicks for the first time that it hasn't before. Those are always the moments that I just am like, okay, this is this is amazing. I guess that um, working with college students, the ministry is very subtle in it. Mm-hmm. Because they're so busy, they have these mm-hmm. busy lives. <clears throat> they're trying to, they're trying to, uh, they're basically going day to day. They're trying to make the grades in their classes and learn as much as they can to get to graduate. And so their spiritual life is not necessarily an emphasis in their life at that point. I, I would assume it's it's having a presence uh, on our campuses are so important because. They remember, don't they? Mm-hmm. So uh, this, those four years, or, or however long they're in college, uh, as they're trying to uh, uh, get to graduate and to learn, then there's a lot of subtle things that mold their lives through that those four years. And so if the BCM's there, mm-hmm. then that can be a, a, a really a pivoting point in their lives, even though they may not feel it until afterwards, <laughs> right? Yeah, and sometimes... I think students are just there to hang out. I, sometimes I'm not 100% sure they know what my job is, which is totally okay. Yeah. Um, but it is the times when when I see them come into me or the campus missionary because something is really hard in their life. 
They just, they need somebody to talk to and they don't know who else to talk to. And it's not necessarily a faith conversation. It's, Hey, my parents are really struggling Mm -hmm. or, Hey, this person is sick in my life or, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. You know, those kind of conversations we have pretty often. That was so important to me as a student to know that I could go to Steven at any time Mm -hmm. and literally just say whatever. Um, And I knew that he would hear me. And that's exactly what like I want to be for these students right now is that even if they're not ready or even if they never are going to make a profession to follow Jesus, I want them to know that we love them and that we're present and that we want to hear them um, no matter what they have to say. Well, and I know that there's so many with uh, professors or that uh, are atheists and or other religions, it's easy for it's easy for a college student to think. And I think we learn as we get out of college, we get a little older. But you know, a professor doesn't know everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and yeah, and and there's a matter of opinion there, mm-hmm. and and there's there's an opportunity to learn, obviously, but we can be swayed. Mm-hmm. And so the BCM is the one that's making the impact to keep try to keep those students online and point back uh, straight to Christ and, and not be sidetracked, which does happen a lot. And and, and that's probably why colleges have uh, a lot of parties and things that are uh, not where students need to be because they're a little lost. They're trying to figure out themselves in the middle of education, and so the BCMs make impact. So I appreciate what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, now tell me, I know that you, you are here at Carson Springs for, you've been here a couple of days, you're getting ready to leave, but uh, there's a reason you're here. Yeah. And uh, so why is it important for ministers to get away for a few days? Well, something that I've really, I think I've known this about myself for a while, but it's really just become one of those blinking lights for me is that I, I have a really hard time slowing down. I'm a runner, not physically because I hate running, but like in my in the pace of my life, I run all yeah. the time and I have a really hard time stopping, which means I have I seldom reflect, I seldom process anything because I'm ready to I'm ready to keep going. Right. Um because there's always something, there's always something right ahead of me mm. um that has to be addressed or at least that's how I feel about it. And so I knew that even though we had Christmas recently, and I knew that I would just find things to do if I was around my family or my friends or whomever, and I needed, I just needed to take some time mm-hmm. to be with the Lord and to to just look back on this year. I brought my prayer journals from 2021 with me and just have been reading back through them, which has been really uh, hard in some places to think about. I had forgotten where the Lord and I had walked through this year or in 2021. And some of them were really hard, but I was so eager. I I am still so eager to push past all the really difficult things to just keep going to the next thing because I (laughs) I just feel like I have to persevere. I have to keep going. And the Lord doesn't call us to run through our emotions, doesn't call us to run through the things that he's walked us or that he has gone through with us because when we do that, when we run, when I run, I am sometimes miss where the Lord is and all those things. I miss seeing him walk alongside me or telling me this whole time, hey, Gracie, you really need to slow down. You really, really need to slow down. Mm-hmm. And just looking back through this year and going, okay, 
Lord, you lit- you carried me in a lot of places and you have been present with me through all the things. It's just been really, really good and not time that I probably would have taken otherwise. Um, and I knew that I would, if I was here in Newport where there aren't a ton of distractions, <laughs> and then I might actually do the things that I've been needing to do, which has been really, really great. And it snowed. Yeah. Wow. That was just an extra blessing. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that you had the opportunity to come and to stay. And, and we're always open for ministers to come and stay with us. We know it's important. I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, we're right there with you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a runner physically, but I'm, <laughs> I, I run ahead all mm-hmm. the time. And I always feel like I'm a little, I'm running ahead of the Lord. Yeah, I'm saying, Lord, hurry, hurry. Yeah. I know where you're yeah. going. Just hurry. Come on. And, uh, you know, he's saying, no, you need to slow down. Yeah. And so I appreciate that. So, Gracie, thank you for just sharing yeah. your story, sharing about uh, your ministry at the BCMs. And and uh, I really appreciate all the work that you do. Hey, thank you, Kevin. And thanks for letting me stay. Really, that has been a big blessing. I yeah. appreciate that. You're a lot. welcome. No problem. Well, for those who are listening to us right now and uh, are listening on either maybe uh, SoundCloud or iTunes, if you will leave a comment or just follow us, that will encourage others to be able to listen to this great resource. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for Gracie or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.